This week's episode is brought to you by Angel Feather. Tired of cards going into the damage zone? Want your rear guards to power up whenever a card is put in there? Well, now with Angel Feather, you can. Angel Feather, because math wasn't annoying enough. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Nexus at Night. I'm Matt Liss, and this is the third attempt of starting the thing. I'm Matt. And I'm still gay. But, and, uh, <laughs> well, okay, he's also gay, but th- that's a coincidence. Anyway. Oh, um... it's not. Being gay is a choice, <laughs> Atlas. This is Donald Trump's America. <laughs> well, according to Mike Pence, it is, anyway. So, today we're Can talking we're, we're talking about the the uh, angel feather, the the only clan that i know of that does anything with the damage zone not counting counter blasts i don't think there's any does that... nova grappler counter charges oh man <laughs> actually you know what hey, that was on the wikia <laughs> on the wikia thing for angel feather they said um angel feather can manipulate the damage zone well nova grappler can counter charge angel feather can call cards and i'm like that is the stupidest thing i've ever read but <laughs> fine i can't argue that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things where, like, yeah, it's technically true, but, like, really? You know? Um, yeah. Thanks, Claydol. You're actually, still meta 12 years later. Actually, I, I'm wrong. Archsaver Dragon can call from Damage Zone. I retract my entire argument! Sure. <laughs> That's fine. Archsaver Dragon isn't real. It's a promo. Nobody uses those. Wait, no, it's from uh, Revival Collection. It was a promo that was well. The revival collection is literally promos. You know that, right? Yeah, I mean most most of it's garbage except for the stuff we wanted reprinted anyway. But it's, it's promos. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, they're literally Japanese promos printed in whatever. You know. Yeah. I'm not complaining. Anyway, anyway. so, uh, so Angel Feather focuses on putting stuff in the damage zone to call stuff out of the damage zone. Uh, in the in the anime, they're all about like, oh, it's like a second hand. Which is just as wrong. Kinda. I mean, but but by the anime logic of the damage zone is a second hand, the deck is a second hand for any kind of superior calls. Yep. But, you know, the the whole thing with like, oh, he's ahead by two damage, he's so good. I don't really trust the anime for stuff like that. Oh yeah, you shouldn't, because they never take into account like hand or field. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can be ahead by two damage, but if your opponent has like eight more cards in hand than yeah. you, then I know. like like who cares? E- even the thing like in the anime where they're talking about, uh, you know, d- just the the like saying the whole skill or whatever. It, in real life, that would just be annoying, or or vice versa. The thing where no one says anything about on hit skills. So people. Are like, I mean, to be fair, with on hit, you aren't specifically all, like required to say it. Well, no, it's just the other person doesn't inquire. They just like. The, the oh, you're saying how, like, how, how in the anime they never ask for skills? Yeah. Like, well, to be fair, watching that would just make things really, really boring. I mean, the, people watch YouTube channels are uh, full of just people fighting each other where that's all they do, like our channel. <laughs> that's true. Um, but, but yeah, like, I, I guess for the epicness of it all, and when are the like, only thing this... that the only thing that, like, the anime didn't do, that I'm actually glad they did, was that one time was when um, Shion actually asked to look at Drop, and I, I was like, go you. I know, I, I was watching it, and I was like, wow, he's the that best the, player. 
That is literally the only good thing Shiana's done. I don't know. I thought he was a cool character. Anyway, so uh, Angel Feather debuted in uh, BTO6, Breaker of Limits, um, and it focused at the time on Ride Chain, with the, or Dodiel, right? That was the name? Well, no, because um, in BTO6, well, um, yeah, it was Argodial, but in BTO6, like, because it was their first support, and, like, with Gears, they wanted to catch it up on release, they released, like, 30 cards, so there was actually kind of variety even on release. What else was there? But, like, yeah, for the... There was Circular Saw Kirill, oh, Limit right. Break plus 5k. Ah, the Garmore for, uh... And that's oh, yeah. basically it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so there was that. But, like, there was some... Yeah, there was also the the beginning seeds of what is now called Nokial. Yes. I mean, no, no, the Nokial stuff was, like, coincidental, I think. It was. Well, yeah. no, it, it, they just decided to name them the same card, and they're like, hey, hey, maybe we should support these guys. Okay, further down <laughs> the line. Because 2015 Winter was the funniest set, because they just turned everything into a subclan. Yeah, but we'll get there in a bit. So... There, there was that, and then BTO seven. We got Chief Nurse Nurse Shamzil. God, that's hard to say. And what, a, which was you know an actual good, good card. card. Yeah, they had that, and then they also had um, in BTO nine they had Crimson Impact Metatron, who I used to play and was very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was a superior ride, kind of like uh, Blonde Dezel, where you put the two one and starter into Soul and. <laughs> Superior but Metatron, deck. But Metatron was better because you didn't have to run Vanillas. That's true. Um, Metatron was a 10k base, which hurt a lot, though. Yeah. I mean, back then it didn't really. Not until, it like... Did. Really? Yeah. I mean, when I ran it, it didn't, wasn't really a problem. But... I mean, like, I didn't... I didn't really see that much of it as an issue back in those days, from what I remember. But even then, it was, all, like, it also gained 3k, so if you gave it a 7k still hit 20k so like you give and you take yeah and especially if like you had the ponies which a uh, thousand ray pegasus and million ray pegasus back then were quite good um so if, if you did any kind of damage swap that's a you know 22 column pretty good mm-hmm. um so that happened and then once we got into break right era it, it it switched to a uh, celestials which was the Subplan yeah. for Angel Feather, which was focused on if you have like copies of that card in the damage zone. You didn't that card stuff. being the Vanguard. Oh, okay. I thought it counted for like rear guards and stuff uh, too. No, rear guard. Actually, yeah. funnily enough, rear guards actually work, usually work with specific Vanguards too. Like the the on call drop and draw was if you have the main grade three Celestial in Van and in, in damage zone, and there was another grade one where is if you have the main grade three Celestial in damage, you gain three k. Oh, there you go then. So even the rear guards were based on specific vanguards. Hmm. Okay, so what's... Uh, it seems like that's not very good because I thought the whole point with Angel Feather is using the damage zone like a second hand or whatever. I mean, so, like, it's not inherently bad. Just it just because an alter it's it's not bad. That's just an alternate way of playing a deck. That's like saying Musketeer is bad because it's not focused on cloning. Like there's. It's just a different way of playing the same clan. Hmm. So it's not, like, inherently worse, because, like, if you do the job well enough, it doesn't matter if it's a different way, if it's fine. Like, what, back in those days, thanks to Zorakiel, you could make 27k combo, 27k columns. So, like, you know, 
especially in those days, 27K columns were great. And also, like, while it was a switch from the at least the initial thing, the new big thing, which was the new meta, was this alternative way, alternative playstyle. So in, that just makes the alternative playstyle better because it's the new way to do it. So, like, just it, it just kind of shifted away from gaining resources from it and just kind of used it to proc stuff. So, hmm. well, but yeah, it, it, it like with the decks of the time, the era. It it didn't really seem like it was that good. Um, I mean, but you have to understand, like it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was good. It was that's all it was though. But you have to understand that at that era there was also some pretty ridiculous stuff. You had Nouvelle, you had Blau, you had the beginning of Link Joker, which was destructive oh, from true. the moment of release. Link Joker was disgusting. That's true. Like right. uh, to be fair, um, this. Your, I assume Celestials came out a little bit before this. Yeah, it was but BT even on, eleven or something like but, that. Yeah. But that set had Dauntless. Yeah, oh. that too. Like Daunt, that that set. Well, Celestials, Celestials on release set just brought back a Dot. So like there was just so much stuff surrounding it that like people because Angel Feather. While Vanguard is not a very think-heavy game for what the clans are, Angel Feather kind of is a more technical clan. And oh. stuff like Link Joker, Raging Form, and Nouvelle slash Dauntless Dote is very, very straightforward. So, like, it just kind of, not only was it, like, very strong, just based on card of the days when the cards were leaked, you could tell how strong they were. So it just caused more people to flock to those builds, because they were simple to use and got the job done amazingly well. That's so it just kind of created, like, a less of a desire to play Angels. Also, like, Angels weren't a very popular clan on release, so didn't have the most dedicated of fan bases when Celestials came around. Because Kagero... Yeah. It's Kagero. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shadow Paladin, etc. Well, but, Shadow Paladin, uh, not so much, because before BT-12, Shadow Paladin kind of sucked. That's true, Revengers were the... But, like... Revenge, like the moment Raging Form was released, that's when they got their following. But they did get their following. Yeah. So well, it, it seems like in in Vanguard, the more popular clans either do like derpy, spammy stuff, or just don't really require much thought. Well, yeah, because like, I mean, yeah, Vanguard's like a well, Vanguard's also just a very straightforward game, regardless of what you're playing. True. Like it's. Like, even if it's not a, oh, you're at three damage, oops, I double critted you kind of game, it's so pretty easy to, like... Because Vanguard, honestly, when you look at it, is competitive solitaire. Like, your opening hand, yeah. no matter what you play against, will be your ideal opening hand. Your ideal hand really will not shift no against... De depending on what clan you're playing against. It just, like... It's it's a very self centered game. I guess so. I mean, I, I I do like that better than Yu Gi Oh, where you have to go. I want to do this thing. Response. Okay, I'm gonna move to the next thing. Response. You know. Well, that's just DN to be fair, because everybody on DN was all about the response thing. But like, well, that's that's kind of true. I kind of actually liked legitimately interacting with my opponent in terms of the game because I don't I don't really count control as that. Because like when you can do stuff that actually like. 
gets your opponent really involved in the game. I just think it makes it more fun. Like, that's why I like buddy fight, because spells and stuff make it so much more interesting. Fair enough. I mean, I play Magic magic when I'm looking for that. (laughs) I play Vanguard when I'm looking to hate myself, so... I mean, you hate yourself (laughs) constantly, which might explain why you play it a lot. All of these are true. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Joke's Um, on you. I'm going to hate myself whether or not I play this game. All right. Speaking of Link Joker... um, the, uh, well, this was the Angel Feather podcast. No, because well, you were saying like Link Joker. I was the, being a smartass, Atlas. I know you are. But anyway, <laughs> so speaking of Link Joker, the cleanup Celestial Ramiel Reverse came around with like BT... 13. Okay, but like that's also why like I kind of brought back like the Celestials being outshined because their on release set was 11, which was before Link Joker and all of that, but they did get set 13 support with a reverse unit, and that reverse unit was ass it Yo, was hilarious someone wanted and to go into using it but it okay so here we got clean up celestial raw meal reverse it's a cross ride it's a cross break ride so you know it's already gonna be dank it's limit <laughs> limit break four because limit breaks existed at some point in time yeah choose two of your Guards and lock them. So you couldn't even tech this into like Metatron if you were playing Metatron. So lock two Celestials, choose three of your front row rear guards with Celestial, and they gain 5k. So you're already in basically a neg position. Great start, guys. But if you have a copy of Cleanup Celestial Ramiel Reverse in your damage zone, choose one of your opponent's cards in in choose one of your opponent's cards in their damage zone put it into the drop zone and they move one of their own rear guards to the damage zone it's it's just like okay it's basically give your front row 5k and kind of retire one yeah actually i think it would be interesting if angel feather got like a control aspect to that where they like put their opponent's things in the damage zone True, but at the same time... Yeah, they never really did anything the, like this after. There's that, but also at the same time, that's just kind of like Kagero and Narukami, and I and I just don't really want another counter, uh, another retire deck. I guess so. Well, the, we should probably mention the break ride. So Prophecy Celestial Ramiel is when you break ride, you put a card from damage zone into hand, and then put the top card of your deck into damage zone. Okay, also just... Plus 10K. Just something I want to point out, because people are still asking this five years later, whenever, if you use an Angel Feather ability and it puts you to six damage, you finish the friggin' ability before you lose. Yes. Please stop asking, if I use Govrail's stride skill and I'm at five, will I lose? You won't lose. You'll be fine. I promise you, son. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like... Just there, there was such an ass reverse unit compared to things like uh, Leopold reverse, which was fucking awesome. At least to me, it was. Um, you, what else was what? What you, you know, like great reverse units like Valmon reverse. Amon reverse. Amon reverse was pretty good. Um, Ashley reverse was pretty good for what it was. Um, Ashley reverse is an amazing card, not for what it was. It was one of the best re- reverse units out there. That's why it's still being used. Uh, uh, Maelstrom reverse is really good. Uh, Honestly, the, a lot of the reverse units were only good after BT thirteen because um Bushiro did like their whole like reverse versus non reverse like gimmick yeah. fight. I thought that was really cool, and then they realized. 
people only play non-reverse because the reverse units friggin' sucked. Yeah, I mean, there, there was, like, Ethics Buster and Luthier. Where Ethics Buster wasn't even that good. It, yeah. like, because it, if you didn't get the break right, you lost. And if your opponent saw a trigger, like, with Malum, if they saw a trigger in, like, one of their damages, you were also screwed. Yeah. Well, there was also, um, what's it called? Hyaki Vogue, which, by the way, there is still not a thing that Hyaki Vogue is a reverse of. Well, there's not supposed to be. It's lore is that it was a sleeper agent. There's never going to be a non-reverse Hyaki. There's going to be Hyaki support that isn't yeah. reverse, but Hyaki Vogue will never be a non-reverse unit. I don't know. It just bothers me. Uh, but anyway, so... Well, if it's any consolation, uh, the um, v- Maiden of Venus trap non-reverse is a friggin' promo. That's true. Um, but yeah. With an on-hit limit break. On-hit limit break, bitchin'. Gross. So, anyway... Yeah. Uh, th- those those were like BT thirteen was a strange set for pretty much the whole game. Um, it was a great set though because it had Chaos Breaker and it had Tetra Drive and it had Ethics Buster Extreme and Reverse for some reason together. Same set, great. Yeah. And um, oh, it had Dayusha Reverse. Yeah, that thing was terrible. Please, Dayusha Reverse about- is literally a better version of Romeo Reverse, so, like... That's, that's true. Because, like, Romeo Reverse, they both... Romeo Reverse and Dayusha had the same cost, but Dayusha basically gave the front row 10k. You did have to counterblast one, though. But, like, Di- at least back then, the deck really wasn't that counterblast heavy, was it? Not really. So, yeah, I didn't, it didn't seem like much of an issue, at least. Okay, I, as much as I love talking about literally every other clan in the Angel Feather clan analysis. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, what, when was the next time they got support? It was... Um, after 13? Yeah. After 13, it was BTO4 with Gavrail. It wow, still should be named Gabriel. That is it's a, fucking Gabriel, Bushrod. That is a long time. You uh, see, I want to complain about that, but then I remember that Mega Colonies Gap was the original BT-04 and the original BT-15, so... Yeah, and then it was BT-15, and then it was from then to 4, but still. Then it was GBT-04. Yeah, so... <laughs> God, Mega Colony yeah. was terrible. Yeah, Mega Colony is still getting the shaft. We'll, we'll talk about that on Mega Colony. Um, so GBT-04, Soul Strike Against the Supreme comes out uh black shiver black shiver and i'll I'll humor you here gabriel thanks so thanks you're welcome anyway well if it well if it means anything a gavrail i think hungarian is gabriel Mm -hmm. i know it means gabriel in some other language because that's what vanguard wikia trivia is for i mean well there's there's that and then like you know it's the english like you know kind of a problem with translation well, no, it's because in the Japanese text is a Buraku Shiba Gaurieru, so there was never like a B sound in there to begin with. Okay, so that so that's probably why it ended up as the B because they're like that's not a word in English. Uh, Gavriel. Okay, fine, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Gavriel is um Gavriel's another name for Gabriel is just another name for Gabriel. Yeah, well, there you so go. that's interesting. So so uh, Gabe and his ever loving wisdom of Angel Feather was like, now I have to play this because I like... That was li- yeah, that yeah. was literally the one reason because the initial translation of Gavriel was Gabriel, and I'm like, you know what? I played Steels and it has my name. I have to do this because I was so salty because there were, like, two Richards and, like, two Allens who are other friends of ours, and we got so close because there was a clan that is literally based off of my namesake, and there was a card for Celestials called Gay... 
And it was literally, if you reverse the D, it would have been my name. And I was so pissed off. And we finally had my name. And then I just wanted to cry. If it makes you feel any better, I am it probably won't. never going to get anything with my name. Are you kidding me? You're probably going to get some, a namesake because be Atlas sounds like a card. Atlas literally sounds like a trading card game card. I like so. one who dominates the earth, Atlas. What clan Something. would that be from? I, dare I don't Genesis. know. Genesis? I mean, or they do have a lot. Think tank. I mean, they do have a lot of mythology and stuff in Genesis and uh, OTT. So, I, guys, I, I guys, it's obviously going to be Bermuda Triangle. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you're yeah. right. <laughs> Come on. Uh, so anyway, GBT04, Soul Strike Against the Supreme. Uh, you like now? Angel Feather starts to work on. Uh, not being terrible. Not being terrible. So in this set, we get Gavril, we get Nurse of Broken Heart, and we get Doctroid Refros, which is like... Hell fuck. Fuck, dude. And then they also got a stride that, like, at the time, people were like, this is broken. Like, when it first came out, you're like, oh, you flip up and heal one. And people were like, what the shit, dude? That's not cool. It turns it out really that was like... It wasn't even that broken, though. Yeah, that was it like just... tip of the iceberg. But... <laughs> It also, it's a good card, I'm not going to bet, but it's really just not that broken, because it just, it effectively means you can save, like, 15k on guard. It's, like, it's really just not that, it's, it was never that broken. Yeah. It's a great card, but, it, like, it was by no means overpowered. Well, I do like that the, the aesthetic kind of went from, like, these heavenly, okay, aside from Ramiel Reverse, but, like, it turned into this, like, fallen angel thing, because it was, like, Black Shiver Gavriel. Yeah, I, I love I love Edge you know? Feather. Yeah, so now they have like you know these like black wings, black clothing, and um, and also Angel Feather turned into this like instead of oh I I'm gonna be more defensive by like swapping from hand or when I take damage I get bigger. It it it, it allowed a lot more opportunities for offense because you had Broken Heart and then Gavril's GB two, which was whenever something's put in damage zone plus two K to. You know, broken heart plus Vanguard, or just Vanguard with, or just front I mean, row. So to be fair, the the offense was kind of always there thanks to Shamsiel and the ponies. Yeah, but it just like now with GB, they just got like more. But offense was never not like a thing, especially Celestials. The Celestial subclan is literally a beatdown deck. Yeah, it's all about power. It's like the Asha of Angel Feather. So Angel Feather has always kind of been like kind of offensive at the very least since bt11 it's just the balance of offense and even what makes it great yeah and then um and then on top of that you got doctorate reference which allowed a spam because you could go all right i'm gonna put two counterblasted damage back in and then top two oh look here's another one you it know, gave you an that. unflip, it gave you yeah. triggers back and it procced yeah. power it was the yeah. greatest stand in the entire game and then once Fighters Collection Winter came out and you got the No Seal Grade 3, it was so easy to just to blow through your deck. Yeah. Because you literally just kept drawing No Heals. It was great. So you just, like, ride No Heal. Use um, Doctroid Refresh. Okay, I put a No Heal to the damage. I'll add it to my hand, take another damage. Oh, wait, it's another No Heal. Let's add that to hand, too. Wait a minute, I have two counter bus damage. Come back, Refresh. Save me from this world. Yeah. And like that, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It was great. I, that deck was great. The no seal deck like allowed for this early game thing that like the G Angel Feather didn't have, and it, it really didn't have that much of an early game. It was just its on ride ability. I it mean, was just the fact, but still being able to go all right, ride no no seal on ride still damage swap. Oh look, that's a no seal counterblast damage put back in hand. 
you know. And then you you had the Braid 2 no-sale, which is on place swap, and then you had the Braid 1, which when you darted with it, swap. Like, it... Well, but it also just up, kind of... Oh, no, Matt, you go on, it's fine. What ended up happening was, like, by second stride, like, you could just have a low enough card number in your deck to just start looping the Refros himself. Yeah. There's that, then you could also have a metric ass ton of hand because you just kept adding no kills. Yeah. Yep. And it's convenient that their trigger is a stand, which is 10k shield, so. Yeah. Yeah. And that it... stand skill is so mediocre. You literally run it because it's just a no kill unit. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, no well, other reason. But there was that, and then, like, with Broken Heart and stuff, you get these, like, gigantic ass columns, or the ponies, or whoever. And. Yeah, it's great. And then the stand traders actually have some merit now. Um, yeah. And I it, mean, yeah. It, well, Refros, power columns or no, you're running Refros because you're not stupid. Yeah. Like, even in, like, we'll get to rescue in a second, but, like, even when Refros got limited to one, you still ran it just because fuck you. I'll run into it eventually. Or whatever. But what if it goes to damage? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> or or you just do what I did one time, and you're, you ride first, and your opponent crits you, and you go Refros heal trigger, and you just kill yourself. Well, I think that's <laughs> literally... That was the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. It's like healing yourself out of limit break. That's like no, that's so much worse because you can get limit break back. You can't get Refros back, Atlas. True. Just Legion, man. Just Legion. Yeah. <laughs> no. Why would I run Angel Feather Legions? The two of them are ass. Yeah. <laughs> True. And they're Celestials, so fucking sub clan rear guards. <laughs> anyway, so m- moving on. From GBTO4, uh, Glorious Bravery of Radiant Sword. So that was the set with Titan. That was the set with the Gurgit Stride. Uh, this was after Refros Restriction, right? This is after. It was. It was. It was. I think right before. It was. Because I, okay. I, I think there was rescue. No, I, it was right before because um I remember in my Nokiel deck I did have the Gavriel Crit and Stride, and I had four Refros. No, oh, okay. So All it was right. right before. Okay, so this is right before Refros limiting, and we got the rescue mechanic, which is holy shit best keyword next to timely, no. maybe. But yeah. it, it, there you go. Re- okay. Rescue is hilarious because it's literally Hey Sean. It's literally what you do. It's what you do. I'm I'm sorry, I, I'm in a room with other people because I have roommates in college. Yeah. What rescue does is you heal a card in your damage zone, and then you deal your vanguard damage. It's a break-even that lets you get extra triggers, because I love doing five fucking drive checks. Yeah, so the, the Davril stride was, like, was after it attacked, you rescue two or something? Yeah, it's, um, Counterblast 1 flip itself, she herself gains two abilities. The first is, whenever a card is put into your, during the battle phase... So you can't use Refros with it. Whenever a card is put into the battle, into the damage zone, you can give two cards 2k. So you can basically just, like if you had the Pegasi, just give a bunch of power. And if after she herself attacks, you rescue two. So basically, she gets rid of her own cost at the addition of two possible trigger checks. Yeah. Busted. Well, there's that, and then like, the, the fact that she was like a broken heart, during like a broken heart anywhere 
and that also this also came with the amber clone which was check top two one in damage zone call something back out so you could just like you know it, yeah it, that, it's was, a crazy that was the strike. play yeah that was the play you had um harut on one side you called harut from damage gave stuff 2k used Harut to call another thing, gave everything 2k, and then you just deck thinned, like, three cards, and you just draw, like, 12 triggers in your five drive checks. Exactly. Um, and then, although, like, with now, in the modern day of Divine Dragon Caper, you, you guys got more stuff. Um, but, like, BTO9 did literally yeah. nothing. We got Altiel. Yeah, it seems... Like, but it seems like what Boucherot is trying to do is a lot of a lot of these rescue stuff like people run stands for one because no the name no seal refros etc and also the rescue stand that uh you want to like get more you know attacks out of it but what boucher is trying to do is do main phase rescue so what they want you to do is like get crits off of it and then start attacking so like but that's honestly yeah. suboptimal that's the suboptimal build because yeah. while crits are obviously fun one they are shut down by attacks so you can't re- like recycle the power from like the original Gabriel but two um like it's also relying on seeing the trigger in a main phase rescue check yeah like yeah if cuz but yeah, and also you're gonna run stands anyways, because the Angel Feather Angel Feathers arguably have the best stand triggers of any clan. Genesis. That's why I say arguably. Okay, just saying. But also, um, it's really just Taro. Dreaming Dragon, I don't say it's amazing because it was a necessity. They just Genesis would be unplayable without Dreaming Dragon. True. Um I really a, do, I, what? Go ahead. As a person who hates stand triggers. Uh, there are some decks that stand triggers are needed, and I think uh, Angel Feather is definitely one of them. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily that they're one hundred percent needed because, like, again, there's a crit main a main phase crit rescue build where you can definitely make do without. But their skills are just so genuinely good. Why would you want to? Like the rescue stand is on boost, shuffle itself in the deck, rescue something. Yeah, like that's just that's stupid. Refros, if it's unlimited. Refros. But if the stands didn't, if the stands as a trigger weren't good, then you still would like, you're saying, so like, let's say the stands were like on like a draw trigger. Or let's say the effects were on like a draw trigger or something, right? Yeah. Like, they wouldn't be nearly as good. Yeah. Because the stand triggers still help like the attack patterns. Like, they still yeah. make sense with how the, how the deck wants to be played. Like, the, yeah. so the stand triggers still do something. It's not like people running like stands and like, Tachikaze or something for the skill only, you where you're like, oh, I'm gonna eat everything. I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna eat everything well, with Dogma and have to, do oh my, yeah, and have like no, it's not, it's not gonna do anything. It's a stand. You're just like gonna check it and be yeah. upset. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying like it, it doesn't work that way. I'm just saying like there's definitely a way you can do it without it. But like the main way you're gonna do it is because you're gonna run the stands anyways. You're probably gonna want to build the deck in a way where you can abuse it the best. Yeah, mm-hmm. our, our our friend James uh, explained like, okay, I think what Bougerud wants us to do is run six crit, six stand, and he wants the deck to work, where, or they want the deck to work where you check crits during the main phase and then stands during the battle phase. <laughs> and he's kind of right. What? Because nothing <laughs> says sense like forcing RNG. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, just. Seeing like the Boucherode recommended builds for a lot of decks is kind of funny. Yeah, oh, like, true. you guys like, don't understand the, your own game. Half of them don't make sense, and the other half, like, yeah, that's okay. 
Sure, I, I can take that one. That's not awful. Yeah, it's like 50-50. I, I don't even know where to begin with the Bushrod recommended builds. I think like they made like their own like musketeer one, and I I don't remember why. I just remember it being like the worst like one I'd ever seen. <laughs> like I just remember being traumatized by it. Traumatized. Um... I think it had something to do with like no like no copies of Ernst, and that just made me so uncomfortable. Oh, because it's basically just better catch call. Yeah, I don't know. Like, j- just uh, like Angel Feather has a fairly small history, you know. I think. What do you mean? Like, what? I don't understand what you mean. Like other clans that we've analyzed, we've managed to like it took a while to get through everything, but like. I mean, we could talk more in depth about, like, what other stuff does. True. I don't know. But, like, (laughs) we can talk about, like, Celestials because we talked about them existing. We never really talked about what they did. I mean, I I said, like, they focused on having other copies of, you know, X name and Damage Zone. And you said it was a beatdown deck. Like, yeah, but like Celestial, back on the whole beatdown thing, Zerachiel was if you had a copy of herself in the damage zone limit break, all of your Celestials gained 3k, so like you could have pretty insane numbers, like I hit 27k fairly easily with the deck, Yeah, and it also has a grade 2 that you ran in a Nokiel deck, because it's just a really good grade 2, which was on call, Counterblast 1, search your deck for any card move it to the damage zone, and heal one. So you could literally just start loading your damage zone ASAP, which was just phenom. What's, and it, what's ironic about that is that was used in the no-seal build just to, so you could search out your near no-seal. Exactly. Yeah. So it's great. It's, it was great. And they actually, um, like a lot of mus- uh, like a lot of them subclans are getting now, subclans that got, like, fighters collection 2015 support are starting to get like their second wave of support so like actual stride support for subclans yeah and in bto9 celestials got theirs but it, it made me so annoyed because of all the clans that are getting like their second stride like battle sisters or musketeers or dudley celestials is the only one that didn't get a stride bonus musketeers got Mirita. um Dudley got that thing that isn't Dudley Jessica. Um who who herself is a stride bonus. Yeah. yeah. That is like there's they got another one in set nine, the same set, I might add. Battle Sisters got one for fuck's sake, and that's OTT. Yeah. And Celestials just didn't get a stride bonus. They got um pretty good support, just generally speaking. Like their new stride is like is solid. It's I can't remember its name. I think it's if you have a celestial heart, she gains the ability pick a card from damage zone and pick a rear guard and swap them. Then pick three of your celestial rear guards for each card in your damage zone with the same name as those cards. Your whole field gets 3k. So, like, you could give your field basically plus 15 if you if you were lucky. If you were lucky. Yeah. And also if you kind of had a diverse like field, because that means your damage zone would statistically be less diverse. So like if you could like double up on stuff in your damage zone or you just had like all copies of your 
uh, Serial, then you'd be fine. But it gave you, like, it, it basically gave you three to nine, like, 9K minimum, which was good. Giving your whole field 9K is literally what the Jewel Knight stride does. So it was fine. And also, like, subclans, Celestials got their own stride fodder. Like, what subclan stride fodders, at least from what I've seen, are, are like, GB1, if the, at the beginning of your ride phase, you can retire it to stride a subclan G unit um, f- from face down. But what Celestials got was, it's not terrible, but I would argue that it's worse. It was in the damage zone at the beginning of your ride phase. Soul Blast 1 put herself from damage to drop. Put top deck into damage, and all cards in your hand gain grade plus two if you stride. It just turns all your hand into stride fodder. I mean, okay, but, like, it just annoyed me that you have that versus, like, the Dudley thing, where if you, beginning, you know, ride phase, retire it, and you can just stride a Dudley for free. Yeah, I mean, her, like, the Celestial one is good because it works against control, but at the same time, it doesn't conserve hand, which just makes the other one so much better. So, like, while the Celestial one is not bad, it's just, like, it's just not, it's just not, it's not that great. I, but, like, it's 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 good. I'd, I'd run it playing Celestials just because it lets you get into some pretty decent strides. And Celestial, I think, what it's kind of funny, is um, back in the horrible, horrible, horrible days of Legion that lasted two sets and two extra boosters, yeah. <laughs> where very, very few clans, I think under half, got support. So the clans that didn't get their Legion support got something known as a promo Legion, which were very, very mediocre legions that you were basically had to run to keep up with the legion meta i mean and the the chat no, the, the not the chat no, the the fox was really good i'll just say that anyway the, tester fox was good um the the murakuma one was actually good because it's basically a field for the net cost of soul blast one yeah but honestly that's kind of it you had the the um the what's it called the machining one where it was like on drive check counter if you drive check a vanguard counter blast one stun of van, stun the vanguard yeah. which again also not bad but also you had to drive check a vanguard, vanguard yeah which is very mm-hmm. like restrictive you had the pale moon Legion. fiasco oh, God. my problem is that they were like okay this mate is if someone's called that a soul on legion the mate gets plus 3k i'm like that's jingles and all but like Where's the Legion where's, support? Where's the other Legion? Yeah, that implies... What makes me really like, happy uh, is that of all the clans that got promo revivals, the, um, I think Celeste... I think the Pale Moon, Great Nature, and Murakuma were the only ones not to get revival Legions. Because there were the other ones, like Machinings and Celestials, got other Grade 3s that revived the original mate. So you could use both, like how Exiv can use both Blaster Blades. And those three clans, I think, were the only ones that didn't get another legion. Yeah, it was so it was all... it was really frustrating. Like, uh, Great Nature got another one in GBTO two, the Tiger one. Which yeah, but like. didn't work with yeah. the original one, so it didn't yeah. really like. I mean, yeah, it, it just bothers me because, like, the the um, usually like clans that have two legions, there's the one off legion where like, okay, this activates when I legion, and that's it. 
And then they have mm. another one that activates, like, while you're in Legion, you can do blank. And that's what I thought it was going to be with, uh, like, Pale Moon. I'm like, okay, this, great, this is a one-off Legion, so we're going to get, you know, stuff. We're going to get another Legion. You're going to, like, put a Revival Legion with Luke. N- nope, nothing at all, because fuck you. <laughs> well, as we're talking in the Angel Feather podcast, we'll go back on topic, where the Angel Feather Legion... It was. It, I think it fell in the realm of. Eh. It wasn't as good as Murakumo or Tuster Fox. It was better than whatever the hell the Pale Moon one did. What she. What the. And also what. Um. Something that the Legions actually didn't have was not all of them were a part of subclans. So the fact that the, the Angel for the one was a subclan Legion actually did bode well for it. It was. Um. Well, if. During your turn, if she's in Legion, a very easy requirement already, your front row gains 2k for free. And if you have a copy of either Vanguard in the damage on your front row gains an additional 2k. So it was basically a constant 4k to your front row, which, while not awful, was kind of meh considering uh, Zorakiel gave 6k's, gave 3k's, gave 3k to all units, so effectively 6k to the column. So, like, while it obviously wasn't a Legion, it just didn't... The Legion ability wasn't as strong as Zorakiel, so it just led people to do four Zorakiel, four Malkidiol. But, like, it wasn't a terrible Legion. Its mate, on the other hand, was actually a good enough card that people did run it in Gavrail in BTO4, because what the mate did was, um... On hit, Counterblast 1, move herself to damage zone... Call any card from damage on that isn't herself. That's so not like, bad. Yeah, that was like a legitimately good card that people that people ran, and it made. It, I thought like I didn't do it in my Gavriel deck, but I I understood why because it gave it a bit more of an aggro game. Because like if you were on Gavriel's GB two and you gave like the best part about Gavriel's GB two is the two K that you give to the front row is a continuous that she gives herself. So even if your rear guards change in the battle phase, they'll still get the whatever power bonus that like you had before. So like if you gave your front row twelve k thanks to Refros, you had a twenty one k Osvidel that could call something else and give it fourteen k thanks to Garvel's continuous. So Osvidel was actually a legitimately legitimately good card, and um like we were talking about earlier, um it got a Revival Legion, because for Machinings and Celestials, they revived old mates. And um, as soon as the internet loads for me, I can look up what that card does. <laughs> uh, never mind. Wait. Yep. Uh, let's figure this out. Technical difficulties. Please please hold. Um, da-da-da. Da-da-da-da-da. Can one of you look this up for me, please? I just want to see how long you... Just go to the Celestial... I don't remember the full name. Go to Celestials on the Vanguard Wikia, and it's something Celestial H-E-L. I'm looking up right now. Thank you. Yeah, my my, the, my internet's being. I think it's just a wiki page, to be honest. Yeah, the wiki is terrible. 
but like it's ever been like this. I think this might just be an I don't I don't know like what's happening. It's just like maybe God hates me. Yeah, it might actually just be the wikia this time. Yeah, control celestial hell. That's um, it. All right, let's see here. All right, here she is. Okay, technical difficulties. You can right. un unpause. All right. When this unit attacks a vanguard, if you have a vanguard with celestial, this unit gets plus two k until end of battle. Then, if you have a face card, uh, face up card in your damage zone with the same name as a unit on your vanguard circle, till the end of the battle, this unit gets red text auto when this unit attack hits counter charge soul charge. Yeah, that was a mad legion too. So while celestials did get full legions. They weren't that great. So that's why people kind of just ran, if you were playing Celestials for Zorakiel, for uh, of the one that isn't bad. Um, Yeah, that was it. And Celestials would actually be good if they had a friggin' stride bonus that actually helped their plays. But instead, we got friggin' Jophiel, which called itself from damage zone as a grade 3 slot. Weird. So, well, in practice isn't terrible because it gives you a card from damage, it was a grade 3. So, you didn't want to run it because in a deck that revolves around actual good units that could plus your field, you kind of wanted to run those over a grade 3 that could call itself when there was already a grade 2 that did the same job. Good old damage paladins. Waifu paladins, it's great. Yeah. I I was thinking about it, and, like, a lot of clans are just, like, like all about calling from, you know, blank thing. So you can just call them whatever paladin. Grand Blue Drop Zone paladin. Angel damage paladin. What? Or just go with actual aesthetic, so pirate paladin, Mm -hmm. circus paladin, angel paladin. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Everything in this game is paladins, boys. You either retire something or call it from somewhere. Yeah. There are no other options. I mean... Even Nubatama retires your opponent's hand. I was thinking about it. Wait. Darker Regulars. Darker Regulars has that one card that calls itself from soul. It counts. That's one thing. <laughs> That's any manager says. One thing, one thing. That you, one thing that you keep reminding me somebody yeah. made an entire deck, deck of. Around. Yeah, sorry, it's a good deck. Hi, David. Hirsch? Um, no. Uh, McKnight. No, I, our friend David McKnight. He, uh, I don't know who that is. He built some sweet decks, let me tell you. He, he's not Hirsch, though, so he doesn't matter to me yet. I miss All Hirsch. Right. Hi, Hirsch. Hirsch is a beautiful person. I yeah. miss Herschel. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot to give a shout-out to our our uh, Angel Feather Plane friends aside from Gabe. There's Josie. You have friends. Hi. Yeah, exactly. Hi, Josie, because she, she, uh, she has topped many a time with Angel Feather in the modern era. And uh, we we had a very lively conversation over whether the Refros limiting was, uh, you know, stupid or not. And I she thinks it is, or thought it was. I don't think it's stupid just because the infinite loop was basically the same reason as to why they just destroyed Seven Seas Nightrunner. It made games not fun because your opponent just sat there shuffling and shuffling and shuffling. So wait, how come time leave's still a thing? Because it's selling Because it actually does things. Well, it's not even selling packs anymore because, like, none of the stuff is good. Because it's all... 
because it's all old, but it's because at least Time Leap played the game. You're, you attacked, you at least did stuff. Refros, it was literally shuffling and beefing up numbers you didn't use because you played for a deck out. That's true. Well, so... well, well, it's true that Time Leap is, like, the strongest deck, and it is, or one of them at least, and is just disgusting and plaguing the meta. It doesn't explicitly ruin the game because at least your opponent can play. True. That was the argument. And also, I Bushiro's other argument was that infinite loops are a cancer. They are. Infinite loops shouldn't be allowed to play it to allowed a place in games because it just as I said, you're sitting there. Yeah. So how long does Lisbeth have? That's a good question. Lisbeth I I, I think the argument that Alvin made was Lisbeth is Neonter is nowhere near as popular here as it is in Japan. True. That's fair. So like hundred percent. Like in Japan, I think it was just because people enough people played um, Grass Paladins that, like, <laughs> if, if either for Waifu Factor or Tokoha Waifu Factor, that, like, legitimately played it. In the, in, uh, in the U.S., there is not enough people that play it that it actually plagues the game that much. At least that's, that's how I see it, or how Alvin made me see it, rather. Fair mm. enough. I think it's a fair assessment of the situation. Hmm. So, what? Um, it, it seems like Angel Feather has kind of like disappeared from the meta since the Refros thing, for obvious I reasons. Mean, but well, it's. I don't. I think it actually still remained a little bit after, but I think more than anything, it's because the meta Gear Chronicle is again. Well, Angels can kind of shut Gears down at the same time if Gears get first stride. Angel Gavriel is a GB deck. It like it just factually is. And if they get the first stride, you can probably you can they can push Angel Feather back against the wall fast enough that they really can't do anything. Because Angel Feather thrives off of like beginning with a low damage cut so you can just kind of start beefing up your Vanguard early, making early game guard that like making guarding easier that early on but if you're already at like four three to like four to five damage by the time you can start using your gb2s the abilities of and gobrel's gb2 don't have as much meaning fair enough um but also yeah refros hit kind of did something um yeah uh, i i imagine that the seven seas rush also had a hand yeah, but also Seven C just kind of has that generally because it's a game, it's a deck that's focused around not being allowed to play the game, which is disgusting. Those should never be allowed to exist. Those have no place in any kind of meta, or at least not for long. Uh, I I come from Magic, where a lot of those decks do just do just exist. Um, mm. I kind of have a different outlook on that kind of stuff. Fair, but I'm I think that. In general, they're not printing tools for clans to deal with that kind of stuff, so it has to. Go. Yeah, that's actually the that's actually the biggest. But I think Bushiroad and Magic are different because, as we said before, Vanguard isn't a game where you interact with your opponent. Magic has Magic kind of has its reasonings for not letting your opponent play the game, just because you kind of play the game to like you inter. That's how you interact with your opponent. In with Seven Seas. You play the game by literally not allowing your opponent to play the game. Like seven, like Vanguard in competitive solitaire, you're like kind of just burning your opponent's cards in front of them while you're playing seven C's because Bushiroad is kind of steering towards like G era and stuff because they're printing all that stuff out. And 
Seven Seas is just like, hey. You can't do that. You, no, you can't do that. And I, also, it's Seven Seas also like, plagues is a plague to Bushiroad from a business standpoint. Because why would they like print sets when you can literally get $30 meta? Everything is common and already released. They would sell no product if everybody just played a deck that your opponent couldn't play True. against. So, like, there was no, like, Seven Seas was disgusting. It was a plague to the meta. Agreed. Um, so is Gears, though. <laughs> but at least Gears you can play against. So I'm, I am, I, with with hesitancy, I am fine with Gears, because at least I am allowed to play the friggin' game. True. Um, but that being said, what do you think, like, Angel Feather would need to kind of get back up in the spotlight again um well the answer that will apply to every other deck ever legitimate early game (laughs) like that's that's like i i think this also partially connects to what we were talking about with the power creep one about how like stuff has to change but Bushi kind of did it in a wrong way because by making a game revolve around a specific, by making the meta mechanic revolve around a specific game, by revolve around a specific grade, it just kind of makes it so that the best decks are the one that can work around, around that. that. Yeah, like you, like the main topping Angel Feather deck was a deck that consisted of four copies of the Grade 3 Nokial, and that's it. So it's anything that gives Angels a legitimate early game, be it, like, super early damage stalking, early game rescue, for God's sake, where you can just start forcing triggers turn two. If, if, like, if it can give you, like, legitimate early game, that'll help Angel Feather, or, like, some way outside of, um... G guards to get GB to just to start proccing Gavrail's GB two like super duper fast. Okay, but like that's like that's just how I see it. It, need, it because the meta is grade three based. It needs to be not grade three True. based to be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you think if like also it seems like you got it seems like with rescue there's a little bit of a deck out problem. Maybe not I, to the extent. I never of... had that issue at the very least. Like I never had a deck of problem at all. My opponents were all like the games were, were always done by I, I either lost or won the turn before or after my second Garvey at the latest. Interesting. Because like it, again, it's a plan about forcing yourself the trigger. This game is about triggering super hard. So like if you can force yourself the trigger hard enough, quickly enough, you should be fine. Matt, what do you think? Uh, I, I, I kind of agree with the early game thing. Um, what many, many of the ways that people fight against Angel Feather is just attacking in grade two. Yeah. And Angel Feather great... doesn't have options. Yeah. Like, Angel Feather is really hurt by that because, like, as I said, if you're in, like, the light damage zone, the GB2 means nothing. And while you have access to, like, um, thousand and million, right, Pegasus on Vanguard, so you have some kind of defense... All you have is that minimal defense. You have no way to fight back because you have only GB skills. So, like, yeah, you can kind of work defensively if you and your opponent play the grade two game, but you can't really push back unless you have an equally, like, appropriate 
fight backhand where you have your own swarm of grade twos. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like Angel Feather is like Matt. You were talking about this last week, where like it, it like Dimension Police, where the point of it is just to kind of have this, you know, later game of doing all your stuff. And yeah, it, it like Angel Feather very much feels that way. Yeah, you just kind of want to make it through. Like, so I, I was kind of trying to discuss like when early game changes to mid game. I was discussing mm-hmm. this in, in a Discord earlier, yeah. and uh, the I, I early game to me is like grade two, grade one, grade two, and like the turn piece. Somebody rides grade three, and the in the mid game kind of is first ride. Yeah. So like, the, when you play a clan like these mid rangey decks, where you're kind of like, I need a stride to start doing stuff. Uh, you need need to make it through the early game safely. Yeah. So, and one way to do that is attacking. Like, so by playing a rear guard to attack, you can force your opponent to attack it and turn a five k shield into maybe ten, fifteen k shield, which mm-hmm. is huge. And, but when your rear guards are things like Nurse of Broken Heart that you feel really bad calling early, then it it can hurt a lot. Yeah. Which is. Um, so actually Celestials have their own version of Broken Heart, which is pre-GB, but at the same time, it has the restriction of Celestial Vanguard and a copy of that Vanguard in the damage zone. So like, while it technically works early game, you are relying heavily on RNGs to pull through for you to actually be able to proc it that early. Are, are you opening like a fucking Ding Dong or something? Um, it is... Gouillon artisanal Belgian chocolates. You're so fucking white. <laughs> wait, this wait. Are you sure you didn't leave Santa Monica? That's like artisanal, artisanal. Hey, hey! In my defense, this was a going away present for the second semester. I didn't buy these. Okay, whatever. Just get in your white Prius and just drive yeah. away. I have a white Prius. But hey, I'm sure if it's any this. consolation, these aren't mm-hmm. just chocolates. They are caramel-filled chocolate seahorses. Seahorses? Are you serious? Okay. <laughs> They're yeah. shaped like seahorses. And are they male seahorses or female seahorses? I can't tell. They're not right. pregnant enough. <laughs> okay. Pregnant with caramel. All right, moving on. Um, so, what were we talking about before we uh, we started? Uh, early um, Early, game. early, yeah. Um, I, I actually, I, I understand your viewpoint with like the early to mid game, but I actually, I think the way that I see the game is it stems more from damage than actual like your grade range. Because even if you play the grade two game, if you're both at five damage, it feels more to me like late game because you still need to constantly be defending. Because you're great, like no matter what grade you're at, your your playstyle will shift a bit more defensively if you're in the late stages of the damage and regardless of what grade you're at. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of why the way I see it is that it's more in terms of damage than um, grade. And while in an ideal world where the grade 2 game didn't exist, then they would go hand in hand because by the time you were at stride area, you would be at 2 to 3 damage for a nice mid game. But like, grade 2 game slash Night Runner exists. So, I mean, I just can't. Yeah. Well, now that the ban list is out, that probably is less of an issue, but still. Sure. Well, I mean, the grade two game will still exist. It's yes. just Night Rose is dead. Yeah. I mean, well, Sanctuary I, I, Guard is a card. Sanctuary Guard is a card. It is. But yeah. also, and that's the, the, the one thing in TCG that wasn't hit, which slightly annoys me because 
you know, that means we can still have that here, but I've never faced it because at the very least, Jesse G is kind of cool. And he plays, <laughs> he plays like, oh, I'll play eight grade threes. I have Sanctuary Guard arc. I think he's running it, at least. I, I haven't seen him since it came out. Yeah. But at least he's not playing a terrible, like a terrible person. I mean, that's true. But like, it just seems like that there needs to be some kind of advantage engine, I guess, aside yeah. from just toolboxing. Like, it's very toolboxy, but there's not much, you know. Advent. Yeah, like, there's actually one card that was released for my, um, for in for the rescue support in sets seven, that it's actually a solid card, but at the same time, um, you kind of just run Nokiel over it because Grade 1 Nokiel is just a phenomenal card now. But what the Grade 1 did, it was a 5k Grade 1 that whenever a card was put from your damage to drop, Soul Blast 1, draw 1. Which, literally, Rescue plus. So, like, yeah, that's a good card, but at the same time, Nokiel existed. So, like... And not only did Nokia exist, so did the Pegasi. So, like, what were you gonna do? Not run Pegasi and Nokia like a scrub? Yeah. So, so it, it it's it, it's a like everything's too good already, maybe or kind of yeah. Like, because that's a good like I that is a good card. So last one draw runs per turn when you rescue. That's like great because it, it gives you your advantage on top of forcing a trigger. But like, there's other stuff that just. It can like it just effectively does a better job of maintaining a good game state. Hmm. All right, uh, question that I ask every clan analysis. So you work at Bushiroad, and uh, no, in, I don't. Okay, hypothetical scenario: you work at Bushiroad's card design department. You've just goals. Been, you've just been fired. And Wait, hold up. Wait, this is actually a good question. Maybe I should actually listen to a podcast. <laughs> yes, idiot. So, <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> all right, so y- you work at Bruce Road's card design department. You just got fired. You were about to send some cards down to the printer, but you decide, fuck it, since I'm fired anyway, I'm going to break this plan. Break Angel Feather. Go. Uh, you want to know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to create a card. I will... F- I will do an errata. I will make Broken Heart not GB restricted. Oh, God, why? First thing. Second, Unlimit Refros not make that GB restricted. Boom, we fucking out, bitches. I mean, Please. like, you're not in the errata department. You're, like, making shit up or whatever. I mean, I just that's just Refros. <laughs> Refros stride. That's it. I'm not going to break. If I. No, well. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question for real, but because it's me we're talking about, I have to do a meme answer first. Yeah, I know. I will literally just make a reference stride. That is reference's skill. That it's not once per turn; it is five times per turn. Oh God! What does it's, it ha- does it have like a pink bar where it says five slash yeah, turn? Yeah, it will be five slash turn, oh, and it's literally just counter blast one move two damage into the deck. And then, you know, just to make it fair, because if you're in the late stages of the game, so you can't abuse it for triggers, it'll, just just to make deck out a thing, it'll be move to win, draw a card. Oh, God. That's it. Well, hey, you're a monster! That, that actually answers the how to break the clan. Make references yeah. to that not only does it let you do it multiple times a turn, you get a draw off of it each time. 
GG, no reboys. Pretty much. <laughs> but, um, well, how would I do this? Um, well, for starters, I would make the alternate Gavriel Grade 3's ability literally just be Gavriel Grade, Ga- like Gavriel's GB2, but also work on rear guard. So she's basically broken heart on rear guard. So Diadynast, kind of? Where it's like but the... better because no. it's fucking yeah. broken heart. Hmm. But better, literally, I would just print the. I would do two. Ga- it would just be the alt Gavrail, and its ability is literally just Gavrail's GB two, but van slash rear. That's one thing. Um, What's the other skill though? I'm in. I'm intrigued. <laughs> does it matter? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's clearly maybe... stride skill counterblast one rescue one. Actually. Yes, because all the um, alternate ones have the keyword, which makes them searchable by check top five search for keyword. So, like, literally, I just give Vanguard the... Honestly, okay, so, actually, there's a card that they got in set nine that really pissed me off. It was GB1 Counterbust 1 rest itself if you have five damage rescue two. Weird. If they took off the five damage restriction... That card would be fucking great. Yeah. So literally, just give Vanguard counterblast one, rest to rear guard, rescue two. That'd be that's not it. Bad. I think it would That'd be. Mean... I think it would be that's cool it. if there was like a, a like the, a continuous third skill that like when you like it, it would either work in heart or on Vanguard circle. Like when you rescue something, you can put that card on the bottom of your deck and, and give uh, like one K somewhere or like some bullshit like that. Yeah, where like your rescue things don't die; they just go to the bottom, and then that'd be great. That'd be a good world to live in. <laughs> Though it's right. not really the one we do live in, so that's true. Um, oh, on top of that, um, so clans got like their peer clone, where it's like if you have a if it's a grade one, if you have yeah, a yeah. GP two Vanguard, whatever. Yeah. yeah, Angel Feathers never got theirs. You want to know what I would do? GB one, if you have a Vanguard with Garvel in its name, Broken Heart. Ugh. Back row broken heart. You have to retire or lock it, and that's all you can do to stop it. Dude, fuck that thing so much. I was. Hey, I, you asked me how to break it, so that, here we go. That's true. I hope you don't ask me next because it's kind of like that thing where there'll be like some film genre, which is kind of cool and new, and then it just becomes kind of too absurd. Like, uh, what was that? What was that movie? A Touch of Evil, like for film noir, and it's just like we're done here. We're just gonna move. We're just gonna move on from this genre forever. Well, well now I have to go for it. <laughs> What? I, I don't know. You uh, said it's already, the, you said it's already too ask. absurd. It's already too absurd. There's nothing we can do now. Okay. Yeah, look, I, I, kind of, <laughs> oh, I, 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 I thought it was you. I thought it was you had an idea and you were trying to bait me into asking you or something. No, not even. Oh, not I thought even. you were talking about like when you inevitably get asked for like D police or something. Well, we already did D police. You know what I mean, yeah. Tachi Kaze. I don't uh, care. <laughs> Pick a clan he plays. The point's still yeah. applicable. That's true. Ugh. Alright. Yeah, Angel um, What? Yeah. He you, he just did the Angel Feather what Orson Welles did the film noir. Ah, that's what I you got mean. you, man. Yeah. <laughs> got you big uh, W. God, this is this is his world uh, War of the Worlds podcast. Broadcast. <laughs> oh, broadcast. Holy shit, bad. I just said podcast instead of broadcast. Alright. That that that's enough everything for tonight. I'm going to bed. Right. Damn it. You're going to <laughs> bed. It's fucking eight thirty, you beta. I'm kidding. Calm down. <laughs> Um, I have no, no, class no. and tomorrow it's eleven thirty, and here I am doing this shit. I was kidding. It's not a. Let's not use the term beta, guys. <laughs> Why? Oh, 
God. Okay. I memed too hard for this podcast. I'm so proud of my job. <laughs> Does anybody else have anything to say about Angel Feather? Because, like, this is probably the most tangents I've ever gone on. Ever. Give, give Noki a legitimate support. Maybe. Like, I, I really like, hate sitting there for five minutes when my, when my opponent's guarding. Yeah. Actually, like you might. You know, do, you know, do you know what I love? When I use one card skill to make my vanguard so big, his rear guard can't hit. Yeah, that, that, that's a that's two a broken heart GB two one Nokio. I have a seventeen k base. Suck it. Yeah. G Z boys. Ugh. Um. But yeah. Just um, guys, scroll through like the chat box because I sent you the Van Gods post, and just like read if you like the second comment on it has like thirty five comments. Just read them. Okay. Just trust me. Ugh. It's it's worth it. It's 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 a wild ride. Okay, well, uh, fr- from from the clusterfuck of Riverside, and trying to talk about Angel Feather, I was Atlas. <laughs> I'm Matt. And from the other side of this godforsaken country we've now come to live in, talking about how much he hates himself and how much he wants Angel Feathers to be good again, it's the gayest man alive. Gay. But I'll provide no. some alternative facts. To- Angel Feather is good. Yeah. Angel Feather is good. Yeah. Angel and- Feather's good, citizen. Please, respect the 69th waifu clan in this game. Yeah. Because every clan is for huge- waifus. Huge power. She does. We'll see, we'll see you next no, actually, time. Wait, actually, Fuck. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway. You can also tweet me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, We have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.